Hello and welcome back to another Guildhall podcast and here we're talking again about The Last Days of Judas Iscariot by Stephen Adley Gerges, which is our second drama production of this autumn term uh, and I'm really pleased to be joined by Libby Watson who's the designer on the production. Libby, thanks Hello. for joining us. Hi. Can you tell us a little bit what, what was your first experience with the play? Was it one that you knew before? Had you seen other productions of it or was this your first jump into, into um, when when sent me the play I never even heard of it I looked up who'd done it before mm. but um I never look at any images um even if it's something that I know yeah. I just avoid all other production shots because uh I just need to come to it fresh so I just read oh, it yeah. and then read it again and um Win and I then just sit and chat and work out sort of how we're going to do it which sometimes ends in well, we don't know because particularly something like this which is not really set anywhere mm. it, it's set in a courthouse but it's not it's not a real place yeah. so yeah I just just read and reread until you're you know it really well I think yeah What's your process like working with, with Wynne, the, the director who you've worked with for a long time? Uh, we, we start off really kind of relaxed where I just kind of sit there with a piece of paper and I start sort of drawing things and then he starts drawing things and his drawing's not great, but I, I understand it because he draws in um, sort of 2D and 3D at the same time. So he'll be drawing me a ground plan and then he'll suddenly make something kind of 3D in it. And, and it, I know him so well now. I understand what he's doing. So I can... I can sort of um, take what he's doing and, and kind of work on it a bit. And we just, I just sort of sketch and we just come up with kind of shapes and ideas. It's usually um, structure is, you know, what what are we going to put on stage? Not the detail of the stage, mm. but the space. How are we going to make that audience interact with those actors mm. telling this story? How do we want that to feel? So that's usually the starting point. Do we want it very kind of removed and um, voyeuristic or do we want it very present and really kind of with the audience? So we can, we sort of make those decisions first. Mm. And uh, what were the what were this early discussions like for, for this production? I think one of the first things was the revolve. We decided that this very static courtroom was not going to be good for us. We just felt that a proscenium stage... Um, end on audience it would be really nice if we could keep moving the focus so with our judge and defense and prosecution if they can just keep turning or stay still at times but we mm. just change um, the audience's point of view so we might sometimes be behind the judge we might sometimes be facing him we might sometimes see him in profile it just changes the dynamic of that courtroom it's almost like changing the camera angle for us so mm. the revolve was a really kind of early let's have that let's get that movement without them having to move at what point did you bring in the the lighting and sound designers who are, are both on our uh, technical theater um, program as well? a, a little bit later than i probably normally would mm. um but uh I, I tend to work more with lighting than i do with sound mm. win probably works more with sound than um he does with lighting initially uh, but lighting, as soon as I've got a kind of sense of even the colour of the set or the costumes or what else we're adding, then we start to talk about types of lighting, things that I don't like, like LED strip, for instance. I, I'm not a big fan of that sort of architectural lighting on stage mm. unless it's that kind of show. And this one wasn't. So we ruled out things like that and um, colours that might be used in the gels and yeah. But then in terms of 
what we wanted to isolate, which parts of the stage we'd want to be separate down. I've also given the lighting designer a really tricky job of a white set, <laughs> um, which sometimes is a bonus. But when you want to kind of lose everything and go into a really kind of small f- focused place, it's tricky. There's an art to it, but it can be done. Mm. And I think Lewis will do it. I think he's he's great. He's got it covered. And so how did the, once you'd had those initial discussions with, with Wynn and you'd, you'd come up with the framing almost mm. of, of how you wanted to set the production, how did things progress from, from there? Well, then I get, um, I do get three dimensional. I make a big model of it and we kind of look at, we have, you know, little tiny one to 25 models of people and we just look at them in this space. So I just construct the theatre and construct the space and we go through the play again with that in mind and see if it works. Mm. And then there's the added thing on this one is we're using lots and lots of video. So there's a lot of projection. Some of it's moving, some of it's still, some of it's animated, um, some real, some um, made from from different components. So that's a, that's a whole other language mm. that's added on top. So I did a whole set of storyboards for the entire production of what we will be seeing or not seeing on the screen at the back. Sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. What has been some of the kind of inspiration behind bringing in the video and some of the other kind of design uh, decisions that you've, you've I, made? I think, you know, we are at times in, um, we are using biblical characters. Mm. So we've got a lovely scene between St. Peter and St. Thomas, and we just wanted them sitting in the clouds. And we can. So they are on deck chairs, having a conversation, sitting in the clouds. And St. Peter is dressed as a Cornish fisherman in full kind of jumper and sort of roughly kind of 1930s. Mm. Um, St. Matthew is dressed like a sort of debt collector, again, kind of around 1930s. So there's a nice kind of, it's very character-led in Mm. that way. Um, Sometimes we've made kind of biblical characters look like they're from that time. And then other times we've put them in a completely different era altogether and just gone with their character and and sort of what they're known for. Mm. And have there been characters on, on the production who've been particularly fun to, to design and, and come up with yeah. how you're going to I think um, yeah things like uh, we have an angel and we've had a big prop make for the angel wings which is quite nice and there was a decision about you know our angel is being played by a man with a beard but we wanted to put that man in a dress and it's a bit um, it's not drag it's just it's something it's something else mm. it's something other uh, so something like that's been inventive and it's brought two departments together, wardrobe and props. Um, then things like Mother Teresa, just in terms of practicalities, how do you tie a sari? And um, I've got quite a lot of experience of it because I've, got, I've done a lot of Indian shows, but our wardrobe department have learnt it. And it's nice to, you know, they've, they've now got that skill and the actor playing Mother Teresa will tie that sari every day because I think it's important for the actor to know how to do it mm. because her character would so it's quite nice that she learns what to do with that five meters of fabric and how it ends up around you and tucked and over your shoulder and uh, with with so many of our our final year actors in this production all of whom are playing named characters yes. some of them multiple yes. named characters yeah i imagine that's produced quite a few challenges and yeah there's there's time. actually only one actor who's got really quick changes and fingers crossed we'll make it mm. Generally, they've got a bit of time in between, so we can do quite a different look for them, um, you know, in terms of their hair and makeup and, and their costume. So it's not been too bad in terms of that. They're very, they're very much separate scenes with separate people. There is, there aren't big ensemble scenes. Mm-hmm. So, 
And then, you know, there are there are obviously real sort of historical figures like um, Freud and Mother Teresa. Mm. And the idea is to make them kind of look as much like that person as possible, but without doing a sort of impression mm. of Sigmund Freud. It's just, it's the essence of him. Yeah. So it is a tweed suit. It is a tie that's, that's tied in the sort of Austrian style. But I'm not then doing, you know, Freud's facial hair particularly or, yeah. or making a 20-something actor look 50 because it, it's just um, we're not going to achieve it without prosthetics. Yeah, so yeah. we just kind of that's the sort of the essence of Freud. So that's quite nice. And what's it like <laughs> for you once Tech Week starts and everything starts going up in, in that theatre and in the space? What's that Oh, like it's, for you and it's what lovely. The challenges you have to face after. I think it's almost my favourite bit of the tech week. I think I I, I love the the challenge of it, it the decision making, the the change of mind about something. Um, it's thoroughly collaborative at that point. You know, there's a lot of the time when I'm working on my own, particularly at the beginning, just in isolation. And then actually you suddenly have everybody with you. So all your little model figures are now real people and your lighting designer is there next to you. And, and you know, you, you can all kind of come together and problem solve together. So when something isn't working, somebody might have, somebody from another department might have a really good idea of how they can make it work. Mm. And that's, I think that's the most exciting bit. It's everybody working together. Is there something you're most looking forward to about opening night and, and the run once once it's up and in front of the audience? Well, I'll go for a drink with Wynne, which is <laughs> traditional. We'll probably go for a glass of champagne. But um, it's just having that audience. You know, you finally, that's the whole point. Mm. You know, we do this long exercise of being in the rehearsal room, being in fittings, being engrossed in it, but it then has to work. And it's it's really nice if the audience appreciate it and like it and understand it. And you've done a good job then. So that's that's the best bit of opening night, yeah. And for any uh, young designers out there who are wanting to go into to theatre and costume and set design, what nuggets of advice would you would you have? Well, for it's quite good if you do quite a lot of drawing. And although we're, you know, I work in CAD a lot and I work with computers and Photoshop, but I would say um, draw, look at stuff, be inspired by everything, all sorts of art forms or creative forms, everything. Just keep looking and stop looking at your iPhone. Um, just get out there and see things. There's no point going into it if you're not passionate about it. It's it's quite hard work. It's quite long hours. And you have to be completely self-motivated. And if you are self-motivated then it's great because you work a lot on your own. So make sure that you're happy working on your own because it's probably 10% of the year you're in the theatre. The 90% is you with a sketchbook or a big empty model box going, I've got to solve it. And you're sitting there all by yourself. But um, just enjoy the creativity of it and um, see stuff, see as much stuff as possible. Keep up to date. I have to keep up to date with technology and make sure that I know what is happening and not be stuck with sort of, you know, what I learned 20 years ago. I need to kind of keep current, but it doesn't mean I have to use it. It's just I just need to know what what is happening out there and what people could do on stage now and what's the new innovations. Yeah. yeah. Well, a massive thank you to Libby for joining us for this podcast today. Um, you can catch The Last Days of Judas Iscariot in the Milton Court Theatre. It runs from the 22nd to the 27th of October. Uh, and you can get your tickets from the Barbican box office and at gsmd.ac.uk slash events. Um, and you can follow us uh, at Guildhall School on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter uh, to follow everything that's happening with the production and, and future events at the school. Thanks for listening. And thanks, Libby. Thank you.